Ofsted's, have you been in Ofsted inspections? Yeah, it's a total waste of time. But it's not a waste oh. of time. I, 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 we'll, we'll talk about it. We don't want to destroy that one. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, I, I've got a lot to say about it. I've been in, I, I've been in at least two Ofsted inspections. You've only had, how have you got away with two? Because I've seen I that one freaking year. Because I because I I've 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 tried to avoid being in British education. Revit the royal Gagdala. yes. Well Gagdala. Um no I I Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Sunday Roast. Uh, we're back with a wonderful guest, as always, Professor Tim. Professor, can you tell us a bit about yourself for anyone who's new to the show? Oh, uh, oh well, I, 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 I'm supposed to be a professor, but I, but, but, but I, but I'm, I, I'm, I've lost my university uh, because that, my university, my last university was in Moscow, so I can't go back. Um, so I've been doing a little bit of teaching um, here, but mostly I make films now. And I and I last year I was doing panto. This year I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm sort of messing around really, and uh, and and trying desperately to, to to work up an idea of doing animated opera, two D animated opera. I'm so excited, so passionate about it. As for politics, it all takes takes over my life. Um, so so I'm without a university at the moment. I think I, 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 until Mr. Putin dies, but you know that may have already happened. And I'm and I'm also. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also I, I'm also without a political party that may have died as well, and um, so I so so I I don't know what I'm doing. I think I'm lurching I'm lurching violently to the left. Uh, Alex is waiting to receive me, isn't it? Like sort of guardian angel. Um, <laughs> oh, and I look, but um, uh, Max, I have I have to say I'm deeply impressed by your um, tricorn tricorn hat. Yes, it was made specially for me. But 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 you see, shouldn't there be a shouldn't there be a cockade at the front? There should, and I'm going to have a look for one. Yes. Oh, please do, please do. I shall. I, I shall be awaiting it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, it was made specially for me by uh, by fans of the show. Um, very kind of them, and uh, it's uh, wow. It's solid. It's uh, made of um, hard leather, so it's really good. Lovely. Really happy lovely. with it. I, yeah, have I, you worn it outside? No, <laughs> no, not yet. So hat, it, I think. But would it work outside? Like, if it rained, would it actually? I, I have no idea. I'm, yeah, like, it probably fill up and then curious. eventually leak from the front. <laughs> <laughs> but it would, it would keep my head dry. Yes. Yes, that would be like a sort of gutter, wouldn't it? It'd be, yes. it'd be a political statement. Give <laughs> give one of those to um to Boris. <laughs> oh my goodness! Can, can we talk about Boris? What has he been up to? We've been... got to introduce yourself. Yes, oh. introduce yourself. Yeah, we, can't, we can't allow Boris to take over. He's taken over everything else. <laughs> Alex, can you tell us a bit about yourself, anyone who's new to the show, when you've recovered? Oh, God, we're not going to do anything today. We're just going to laugh all the way through. I love it. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm also known as Political X. I'm a journalist and a historian and teacher of many things. Max, my wonderful co-host, can you introduce yourself, please? My name is Max. I run the Robespierre channel where I talk about British politics and Brexit in particular. Um, so can we can we jump to what Boris has been doing at the COVID inquiry? We can. I really want to talk about the Putin thing. So we're going to keep that at the end because I've forgotten about that, uh, Professor Tim. So we, we'll talk about that. What, Boris, COVID inquiry. 
What an absolute mess from start to finish. And so full of crap. I've just, but are we surprised? It was like the initial thing of getting him to do an oath. I was like, well, what's the point? Well, it's actually before that. Before that, he arrived three hours early. So he wouldn't, so that he could, yes, he could avoid, avoid the, the grieving, yeah, the grieving crowd. Well, should, well should, shouldn't Starmer have done the same thing in Glasgow? Yes. <laughs> but he, 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 he was nabbed on the train on the way up there. So, I mean, you look... Uh, taking the how helicopter. How did, how did Boris actually arrive? Did he sort of fly in like Mary Poppins or pop down a chimney? Go, ho, ho, down I go. That won't be the first time he said that in the, in the environs of Whitehall, will it? Um, <laughs> but don't you find it so extraordinary on the subject of stained sofas that, that the whole of the COVID thing is an attempt by Boris and Matt Hancock to whitewash, to, to whitewash the... The, the the entire thing and, and Boris is now saying I, I I found the most extraordinary thing I think it was today and I could hardly take my eyes off it I mean I've been glued to it and, and I hardly know what day is what now because it's all it's all the same sort of mush but you've got if we, if we go back we had Eddie Lister and Patrick Valance and Dominic Cummings all saying uh that Boris said let it rip. And then today, I think it's it, Boris says, well, I, I never said that. I, I, I just wanted to look at the uh, uh, the di divergence, the, uh, to, to put it in context, all, the, all, all, that, all that sort of stuff. He, he uh, it, it just, uh, the counter argument, was it the counter argument or something? Um, so he's just denying absolutely that he ever said it. Uh, he's saying, He's, he's saying that Let It Rip was one of these things that he'd heard in the media or on the street. That's probably when he was partying down number 10, down, down the street, down Whitehall. I mean, where did he hear this? Because if he heard this, if, if the Let It Rip, Let It Rip was an expression that he picked up from the media, then we must have some sort of source. We must be able to know that somebody said it first. As far as I know, Boris was the was the author of that expression. Let It Rip! Oh. But, but they also went for herd immunity, which has sort of been sidestepped. Yes. A little bit in that whole, I don't understand why the lawyers aren't pressing on that because that's corporate manslaughter, end up. You are not allowed to, but it then also goes to that bigger thing. I think he lied like as well, like straight away. You go on this bigger thing, <laughs> which was, there were no, basically it, it's almost like a castle. There are no walls. Um, there's no way to trace where anyone's coming in and out of the city. Mm -hmm. So you end up just going, there is no way of protecting it. The walls in this case would have been hotels. What it should have done is said, right, we're locking down the country. You come into the country, you go and stay in a hotel for two weeks until the COVID's cleared in you, and then you come in and you can be normal. And in case there is anything that does get through, we've got a track and trace system to find you. And they openly admit that they don't have that. It, it was already too late in January when that conversation was taking place. Yes, but this is what was being done in places like Vietnam. Yes. They had they had the hotel, so they just said, you go and stay in there, we'll feed you, clothe you, doesn't cost you anything. We'll wash your stuff. Uh, you've just got to stay in a room for two weeks. I know it's rubbish, but tough luck. We're in a pandemic. And, you know, I, I agree. It's not the best of scenarios. The best of scenario would have an instant vaccine that kills the virus straight away. But, you know, we don't live in that age yet. But and yet with this... I'll be living in that age. We, we will have no. another COVID um, pandemic in the next five or ten years. It, it, it is absolutely certain. We, we may yeah. indeed even have, have another COVID variant pinging its way at the moment towards us. Um, it seems like it's in Europe are, at the moment. Are we ready? Are we ready? No. I, 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 I don't think we are. And I don't think the COVID inquiry is looking at that. The COVID inquiry is looking as ever 
in British inquiries at apportioning blame and um and, and try and try trying to finger this person or that person and um it doesn't it, it doesn't do any good. Whitewashing with yeah the people with the greatest um rhetorical flourishes are just going to get away with it. I mean we got we 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 got we got a thing this morning um the, the the inquiry into Philip Schofield, uh, sort of whitewashing ITV and saying, well, you know, uh, as far as we can see, nobody nobody knew because there was a culture of not telling anybody. They knew. And they, That's they, the same they, stuff with Jimmy Savile. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 they, uh, and they, uh, apparently one person, one low-ranking, uh, have I said that word correctly? One low-ranking individual uh, apparently knew, but didn't dare say anything in nine, in 2017. And well, that's, that's the industry, though, isn't it? You can't, like in many industries, you can't go and dob someone in because then you'll lose your job because no one will ever trust you. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Which is, I mean, you could argue that was the same thing in white. I mean, <laughs> when you, so I worked in football for over a decade. I got quite high up. I got high up in qualifications and I read a ton. And obviously, one of the people that you read about is a guy called Sir Alex Ferguson. Oh, yeah. And I was listening on the inquiry about what was going on inside Downing Street. And basically, Boris, in that inquiry, came out and said, yeah, it's really cutthroat. People stab each other in the back. It's the normal thing to do. That's politics. That's how you run a system. And I went, wait a minute. What did Alex Ferguson say? And I had this amazing story that I remember. They had um, they used to give out charity balls. So every week you'd have to sign 20 to 30 charity balls. When you, and they get all the players, as soon as they come through the front door, sign them. On one particular week, the person in charge, Wendy, couldn't get the signatures. And the captain came in, Roy Keane, and saw that there were five signatures out of about 28, 30 players. Five. And Wendy was really upset and in tears. Roy goes upstairs to Sir Alex, tells him what's happened. And Sir Alex comes down and apparently murdered the players. And the point he said, which is relevant to Boris, was Wendy's part of our team and Wendy is part of our culture. And Wendy is an important person because we're a family. But when you listen to Boris, he is literally the anti-Sir Alex Ferguson. He's an anti-Alex. We have three Alexes. We have me, Boris and Sir Alex. And he is the anti-Alex Ferguson. Everything he was saying in that inquiry was the opposite in terms of leadership and culture building that Sir Alex did. And Sir Alex is considered the best. He now lectures at Harvard. So he's held in pretty high regard from Manchester United, the biggest football club, to one of the top universities in the world. And Boris, I'm, I'm listening to all of this and no one's bringing it up, that this well, man has I, no I, leadership qualities. Go, go on, Tim. Well, I, I, I think part of that is because the Conservative Party is vengeful and he has no security and he we, we know that because he's now out of the job but if you look back to uh liz truss she with the hands um you know you can see how quickly they got rid of her yeah. and how quickly they're planning to get rid of rishi sunak except the chairman has just said uh, uh it would be insanity to get rid of him at this stage it would be um it, yeah i think he said it was it, it would be insanity of course it would be insanity but but without without that sense of security um yes the, the the ultimate boss is as anxious and nervous about being stabbed in the back as anybody else but in football we would say the same thing would you're you only as good as your last game and with it i mean we i can cite the guy who won with leicester football club claudio ranieri he won it but 
I think a third of the way through the next season. First time in their history they won the league. And third of the way through the new season, he was fired. It's that yeah. cutthroat. And you and you've got assistant managers, you've got players. If the team is not winning, the players start going over to the owner and going, Oh, it's the manager's fault, even though we're on the pitch. The same I was gonna say the same thing is true in the theatre, but you've got Is it? You've got a lot, a lot, a lot greater camaraderie when you're actually doing a show. You just, you just recognise when th that show finishes and you go on to another show, and you probably never see the people again. When you do see them after 10, 15 years, it's as if you only, only just walked out of the door from them last time. Uh, there's an immediate rapport, but I, I think that's how that works, and it would be greater. It'd be so much better if politics were the same. No, no, just um, like if you think about during the pandemic um, and during the parties. The, the people who were cleaning up after the, the parties, they were exposed to COVID. There was no respect for those people. And when, nope. it, was, when it comes to about blaming, Johnson is like a manager who's blaming the, the referee because the match was, was lost. It's, it's always about blaming someone else. So Alex Ferguson or, 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 or claiming, yeah, or, claiming <laughs> or, or claiming in Johnson's case that he doesn't know and, uh, and that, yeah, I accept full responsibility, but I, but it wasn't, you, you got it wrong. You, you, you just didn't know what it was like. It, it, a different culture. And, and, and then, he, he assumes that because it's all behind closed doors, you can have no comprehension of what it would be like in the rat run of number 10. But then you compare it to the other people that we've looked at in history or recent prime ministers. I mean, I can't, we were having a debate last week about whether or not Dominic Raab was actually prime minister or not. <laughs> just to add to the never-ending list. And then we've got what appears to be some sort of grumblings in the background that they might replace sooner because someone thinks they can do a better job and they also cite Boris having come in with six months and just changed the party and made it, you know, so successful. Um, Max, do you, you have any thoughts? Well, I'm just thinking when you say about replacing uh, Sunak, I, I think Suella Braveman obviously wants to replace him, but I think she'd prefer... Uh, Sunak to lose the election and her to take over than take over now because whoever's going to take over is a poison chalice. There's no chance of, of winning. It's just, it, You will be the one who will be blamed. So it's better for whoever wants to replace Sunak to allow him to crash and burn. You would think, wouldn't you? But then the grumblings we're hearing out the background is but, uh, by the I, I, I think people are beginning to realise that the damage which is being done to the Conservative Party at the moment could be terminal. And um, yeah. what, what Rishi Sunak is facing at the moment is a rebellion from the One Nation Tories, which is which, which is the largest group, which has been for the most part quite quite quiet since Brexit, and the uh, and and this very very vocal number of it's probably no more than about thirty MPs uh, on the right of the party, ERG, New Conservatives, whatever they want to call themselves, they keep rebranding themselves. Because they haven't an identity, and 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 they don't they don't have very much sense of loyalty to politics, let alone to Parliament, let alone to the Conservative Party. Because they go off and and um and and start moonlighting on GB News or talk TV, and it's not as if uh, in the case of Lee Anderson, he's a gift to um uh to to broadcasting. I mean, yeah, he's an oaf. Yes. Um, and uh, and 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 um, what what was it, Nadine Doris? Can barely string a sentence together. I mean, yeah, her 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 auto cues seem to have got short. Got they seem to have got smaller and smaller. For a change, a man who is going to clear up a woman's mess. That's Rishi's vow as he enters number ten. As as you were, Sunak's stability extends to the cabinet with the big beefsteak and all their cages. But Bradman back at home in the Home Office. Sorry, I've just completely messed up. 
Um, and uh, but have you read the plot? Oh, it's a page turner. <laughs> it's a page turner. I mean, none of it is based on reality, but then nor is nor is a lot of modern politics. But it is it, it is fascinating. And comparing the tape, the page, the plot, and spare. Or what's the other? What's the other dreadful thing that's come out recently? There's one one other one which has come out, and it, 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 there's no comparison. The plot is readable. Spare is not, um, except to learn about the Todger cushion. Um, but you know, you don't, please don't go there. <laughs> I, it's um, but 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 it, I, I I I I was riveted by the plot. I I, I couldn't stop turning the pages. Um, but uh, I think you, but, but did you read the whole thing? And how long did it yeah, take? Yeah, about two hours or so. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't think I dwelled. I didn't dwell on any page. I, I, I was. I was fairly rapid. I was fairly rapid. Um, did it reflect politics or a personal life? I've got no clue about it. Was, it was one. It was one stage racier than her novel. Um, but did it involve someone with blonde hair? It did involve a lot of quite poorly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I, I. I'm trying to remember now whether I projected it, but I don't think there was any reference to the sofa. But um, <laughs> but, but, there, but there was reference to a billiards table, which oh was. Oh my um, goodness! Yeah, yeah. Let's change that subject. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, so sorry. Um, but anyway, yeah. so sorry. hey, you didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't think I don't think she did either. But oh, I can't say that, can I? Whoops. Um, <laughs> Chat GPT I, I, or actual ghostwriter? Do you think? I I don't know, but uh, so from a professional point of view, I mean, I I spent my life looking at text and trying to work out who wrote it first. Um, mm. Textual analysis, <clears throat> and I've all I, I've always prided myself on knowing when a student is cheating, and sometimes I just let them get on with it. But uh, but when I look at Nadine Doris's novels, and I've read all of them, I read them all while I was uh, sort of going into cancer surgery. I thought got to do something useful, and um, and they were a riot. Uh, so when I read those, and then I look at her tweets, and then I look at the plot, there is no common thread. They, they all have wow. a, a different style. I mean, there are there, there are little moments where you think, oh yeah, that's a familiar phrase, or that's a familiar rhythm in the sentence. But I I, I look for rhythms, and the rhythms are all over the place. Uh, they're, they're different rhythms in each um, in 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 each uh, So so either she's got particular particular periods like 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 picasso uh, and, and this this must be the gold period um but i i i i don't want to i don't want to speculate on the periods of nadine torres um but uh but but, but yeah it's some i don't i don't I don't, I don't I don't know what's going on there so i wouldn't like to say that one is a ghost one has been ghost written and another one has not because i because I, of course I, these are all I, allegations yeah I, I, I couldn't identify who who what the original is uh, because because if you remember if, if you remember that brilliant speech she gave in parliament where she talked about the responsibility of of an mp i put my constituency before my party i think it is vital that these amendments are voted for i think it's vital because some of the arguments that have been put forward tonight that you know so many people you could be removed from your constituency because of your position on a particular policy if you're a good mp that's nonsense that you could be removed because there was a political row against you. I can assure you that the 766 people who I am sure signed that petition were all members of the opposition. So it isn't enough. It's like, you know, during the 2009 expenses crisis, one thing we did know was this, 
that everybody nationally hated MPs, but when it came to a constituency by constituency basis, many constituencies said, well, you know, we don't like MPs, but are MPs okay? And that's because they know what you do for them. They know what they know the type of person you are. Where MPs do fall down is when they ignore their constituents. It's bewitching. And uh, and I thought this is this is somebody to watch. So when she was appointed a minister, I thought, oh, this is interesting. She's got a background in writing. She's got that passion. And she was useless. And uh, and, and I thought the same sort of thing about Jenrick. I thought, oh, he's somebody to watch. And when he actually got power, he, he was horrible. It was, it was Clara Braverman was another one. And so uh, clearly I can't choose people because the people that I choose let me down immediately in the political arena. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I clearly, clearly I'm useless. Um, I no, 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 I do. no, 100% not. I, 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 no, <laughs> can't have that. <laughs> I will say this. People get there was power. something interesting when she was talking, when she was sports minister, where she managed to almost fluff up the description of every oh, single playing field. What's your department? What do you do? So I'm Secretary of State of the Department of Digital Culture, Media and Sport, which means that we're responsible for making sure you have super fast broadband in your home. That means you can downstream your movies. We're responsible for making sure the internet's a safe place for you to go to. We want to make the internet the safe in the UK, the safest internet in the world. We're responsible for everything to do with sport, for making sure you've got football pitches and that you have tennis pitches in your communities where you can play and exercise your sports, museums, theatres, culture, music. It's a huge department, very diverse, so much in there, and a lot of it relates to you. Yes, that each sport used, that was yeah. almost like spectacular. Oh, yeah, but she that also, nonsensical. She also mixed up rugby league and rugby union in the yes, same speech. Did. In the same speech. Um, I live in rugby, so I, I feel I ought to know. When I was a child, I was made to play rugby. And I, I, I don't quite know how this happened because I have haemophilia. But I think I think the school nurse probably just oh, take an aspirin, dear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I only survived because when the ball came anywhere near me, I ran in the other direction. <laughs> and, and sometimes I used to crouch behind the big H. You know, there's these two big H's as if you're trying to learn a little bit of the alphabet. Um, on either end of the pitch. I used to crouch behind one of them and try and read pages of The Lord of the Rings, which I took on the pitch <laughs> with me. Um, <laughs> Good book. And my, Im my image of Treebeard is quite distinctive. Your yeah, your personal image? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's letter H. You're, you're a Lord of the Rings fan, Max, aren't you? Yes, yes. And, and Do you think Tolkien good. could write anything as good as what's happening now politically? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How would you write something like this? It's well, he's a fantasist. He's a fantasy writer. Yes, but it's positive. <laughs> I mean, what Tolkien would start off with the language, and he so 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 each each character or each group would have to speak a different language, um, and as we know. As, as we know, the right wing of the Conservative Party speaks a language which is almost incomprehensible. Notwithstanding, notwithstanding, have you ever heard of a notwithstanding clause before? I, I really haven't. I, and and, and I, I've looked at a lot of law. What, what I find so extraordinary about law is basically a memory game. And then you've got these coded words which only mean something when you're a lawyer. And notwithstanding is one of these words when you use notwithstanding mm. in a legal document it means you ignore the you, you ignore the the paragraph above it and and i uh, and and so a notwithstanding clause why not just say a, a clause which obliterates what what i've just said like 
it, it it's very strange. And how can you define something into existence unless you're Anselm? Um, it makes no sense. Well, that's, that's, that's obviously that comes in with Rwanda. The, the British government announced that's what a I'm Yes, I, so I, I, I've done. I've done a quick, quick jump over to Rwanda. Uh, Rwanda is about the, the 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 bill which is going through Parliament or will go through Parliament maybe tomorrow, or or or, or whenever Rishi gets round to it, or James Cleverly, or whoever is going to replace some um, Robert Jenrick gets round to it. Um, it's going to have notwithstanding clauses in it, to 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 um to get round our legal obligation to international law and to overturn the judgment of the Supreme Court to say that what the Supreme Court have judged to be unsafe is legally defined as safe. But even but Rwanda, Rwanda has said that they're not going to break international law to help Britain. Yes, but it there was a sort of... what, and what Rwanda defines as international law, because Rwanda has already got quite a lot of international laws that it's got a very, a, a, a very um, casual relationship to. Uh, for example, killing refugees yes. or assassinating political opponents or, but there was, or there, abducting people. There was also there was also an um a colonial angle to it as well that didn't go down very well in uh I don't know if that was true or not, but there there were some commentators mentioning you know, the, the fact that Britain was coming over and saying, well you'll do what we tell you to do. <laughs> uh, that didn't go I, down very well. But but I it wasn't Rishi today talking about the Commonwealth or was it somebody yesterday? I, I I'm I'm losing track of this. Some someone in the last Two two days or so has 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 made reference to the Commonwealth in respect. Farage did, I think. Did, oh, that's a long I think he was confronted with a celebrity, and he was saying, "Oh, doesn't matter that Jamaica are getting rid of the king as their head of state because Mozambique is joining the Commonwealth." Oh right, I I haven't followed Farage in. Uh, I'm a, are you watching it in a sort of bewitched no. way? <laughs> uh, I'm watching someone else boycotting. Right. I, 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 I don't watch this filth, really. Um, every so often I feel I have to in order to comment on it. But I, I, I took one one look at Farage's bottom and ran a mile, really. I, I, I feel <laughs> I only I only want to have this at a distance. Um, <laughs> anyway, back on Rwanda. <laughs> yes. They had a colonial uh, aspect. Were we on Rwanda or were we on, 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 on Boris? I think we might have been on Boris. We, we, we somewhat, just because of the time was going, we'd somewhat moved on to Rwanda because we, we, we sort of tied it in because obviously the notwithstanding clause. And so there's this element of they, they're just going to declare that Rwanda is safe, so it's safe. I mean, I, it, you, this is the type of stuff that, you know, religions do where they turn around and go, the earth is in the centre of the universe, so it's in the centre of the un, universe. Un, unborn babies no longer go to, go to limbo. So yes, well, I think I, I think um, well, as a, as a, as a deeply premature baby, and having been having 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 been um, born into, well, I I have so many religions running around my family; it's absurd. Um, but but um, I, I I was adopted as a baby, which I didn't know until I was twenty six or something. Um, and uh, and and um, and so and so I was baptized as a baby because I was expected to die. Um, oh wow! This must, this must have been done by my original birth mother. So so I didn't I, I didn't understand quite why I had this baptism and confirmation uh, as, as 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 a small child. But that but that was why it was all, it was all thoroughly understandable with hindsight. But 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 living living in the middle of it all, it was a little bit unusual. So 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 yes, I had a, I, I I had an early um an early experience of 
of um, avoiding limbo. But 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 now, having having flirt flirted with the Conservative Party, I have uh, I've thrown myself fully into it. Um, but Rwanda. Uh, can, can we come back to that for a moment? So what's your relationship now with the Conservative Party? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid it's non-existent. I've actually surrendered my Conservative Party card. Well, I don't think we have a card anymore, but I, 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 did, I did contact them and say I no longer wish to be a member. And, um, uh, and, and it was, it, it's quite a strange feeling because uh, like, um, like Michael Foote, I felt it was important to persist even though I didn't approve of what they were doing and, and, and try and reform things from the inside. But I, you know, I, I've gone a long way to the point of, of, um, of, uh, of, 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 of considering selection for a um, for a seat, um, and uh, and and some various people had um, had written to me saying that I should become an MP, and you know I could tout those letters around the place. I wouldn't be rude enough to actually indicate who would who would who had done that, but they were significant. And... I'm, I'm assuming you wouldn't run now. No, I couldn't. I because and the reason I didn't run then was because I'd had a run in with Theresa May, um, and I thought. You know, at, at the point when I was when, when I was due to complete all this, I would have been I would have been running in an election. Theresa May would have been the boss. And I, I thought I, I can't do this because I, 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 I remember her hectoring me. And I remember thinking it was a toss up between her and Andrea Ledson. I can't think which one was worse. Andrea Ledson did the same thing to me. And uh, and the thought they were sort of <laughs> running off against each other. I mean, that could only end in tears. And it did. And um it, it, it was just, just it was just madness it, it's it's not about policy and it's not about strength of character it's about control it's about bullying and and and, and whoever is the more accomplished bully gets the gets the prize but there are people within the conservative party um some of them have been there more recently than than others but there are people uh, as there are in the labor party and in the liberal party um who are who are generally invested in helping people and 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 I think that there is a trope in the um, in the in, in in the more left wing traditions of saying everybody who is a Tory is a bad thing. Everybody, you, you, uh, all, all Tories are nasty. That's not been my experience. And in the same way, I mean, I, I I have very good friends on on every on in every single level of of um of real politics. And um and 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 I, and I think many of them are very uh, are pa- passionately care about their constituents and are very good constituency MPs. I, I remember when I when I was a student, I used to have dinner once a week with a man who had been the Labour the, the, the Labour representative of, of 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 the area and he'd retired. He'd he'd gone into the um into the Lib Dems. He was part of the gang of well he wasn't part of the gang of four, he was number five, but he'd been a senior minister uh, and he he lost his seat. Um but 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 I remember what an what an incredibly um, personable and wise man he was, and he was a gentleman. Um, and 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 I think in the in the cut and thrust of modern politics, a lot of that has been lost. I think I think they still exist. Do, uh, I, I, I don't know if you've not in the Jacob Rees Mogg. Um, no, no. <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm just as you mentioned, I, I think of a of a conservative MP Simon Hoare, who was the the former chair of the Northern Ireland Affairs Committee. And somebody who really understood what was going on in Northern Ireland and took a very fair and firm but, but approach. I, I also to... think that Chris Heaton Harris is probably the best thing uh, that the Conservative Party could have handed over to Northern Ireland at the moment. Mm. And and he's done he's done miracles to patch up the mess that was left in Northern Ireland by Brexit. 
because, uh, because Lord Frost, uh, I, I, I use the word stupid occasionally, and I, I think that, that that's the line to use. Lord Frost is monumentally stupid. He left out two things which had to be dealt with if Brexit was going to survive. One was uh, fi finding an alternative to Dublin 3 to, 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 to stop the boats. And the other one was finding a formula to ensure that Northern Ireland was um, at least related to Ireland, the, the island of Ireland, uh, as well as secure within Britain. And he did neither. Um, there, there was never a way that could be done. I can't... Well, I can't... Well, the, the, the compromise, yeah. the compromise that, that, that Chris Heaton Harris seems to have got is about as good as you can get, but it was significantly better than the rubbish which Boris came up with. Yes. That was a total tripe. But but it's still not good enough for the DUP. But it, it never, never will be. never will be. <laughs> well, you, you could say it never it, you could say it never will be, but having but but the DUP were, were given such a such a taste of power by, by, by Theresa May that it's now gone to their head. And uh, uh you know they're now uncontrollable, they're, but they're they're still voting along with the Tories. Yes, but it doesn't Most matter. They're not instalment. Yeah. So they make a nonsense of the idea of, of local representation. They, I don't, the only thing that seems allowed. to solve it was was being in the EU. You had yes. everything. It literally yes, solved everything. Being in the EU. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It it, it solved it effectively. The, the mm. nonsense of the of the independence vote in Scotland when we were already in the EU. It was nonsensical to have an independence vote at that at that point. It's not nonsensical now, oddly. Ain't um, gonna happen but, soon. But equ equally, I, I don't I don't think that a vote for independence in Scotland would automatically propel Scotland into the EU. If it did, I mean I would go off I, I would go back to Scotland immediately. I, I spent a very nice time in Scotland when I was an when I was an undergraduate and uh, and I'd be very happy except for the cold. But then you know it's cold here. I, re I reckon they'd fast track it because the EU would recognize well re the EU would recognise so many things positive to come out of that. And it, I, I think the whole Brexit would collapse if they voted for independence. I think that would be the end that would be the the thing that would just tip it over the edge. The reason being is that you would you would then start to get into an issue of having a border. You would also have the EU probably fast-tracking for multiple reasons. One, because they would recognise that Scotland was yanked out with no set, even though they didn't want to go. Um, and it, and not just from the referendum island. vote, but also from the, pre, the, the, the Scottish independence vote. Part of the promise was, oh, if you vote out, you leave the EU as well, and you'll have to reapply, which would, be, which would have caused economic chaos. And so there's that. I, I, th I think it's... Um... I don't want to disagree with you too much, but I think it's important also to remember that the EU is like a ministry. We tend to look mm -hmm. at the, the EU as like a, a country and we can sort of negotiate with it and it and it and it we would treat Scotland in a different way because of because of the, the, the history and stuff like that. I, I think if Scotland became independent, it would be it would join like any of the other nations. There, there may be some exceptions like Ukraine, but generally I, I think Scotland would would be treated like any other uh, would, country that wants to join and it would take a while so but but yeah but it, it's it would already have in place what's necessary to to join yeah so it would be so the problem it would face is the same problem that britain faced on leaving europe that it would mm. automatically have to impose a border and restrictions without any benefits at all and then they would have to do everything in their power to fast track back into the eu i think there might be some sympathy within the eu they might, they might, towards they might scotland be. because they were forced out and they uh, had no yeah the, the, i think the, the i think there's between, a possibility yeah, the difference between scotland and uh, scottish independence and 
Britain uh, and Brexit is that the Brexiteers had no had no idea about what they would have afterwards, whereas Scotland has a very clear idea about what it would have afterwards. And and, and so that gives it a lot more impetus. I, I, I also, you know, I, I have a lot of I have a lot of respect for Humza Yusuf. Um, and I, I had dealings with him when I was um, exposing UKIP as racist. <laughs> and but you, you you know this story, I think. Um, it's and, a good story. And, and Humza, Humza and I uh, chatted, and 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 he said to me, "Well, you know, I, I've just had this racist experience, or I've just been racially abused by by a UKIP MEP. What are you going to do about it?" And I said, "Well, I'll resign." And 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 he said, "Oh, let's go big." And I thought well, that's that's very exciting. And I found myself <laughs> slapped across the newspapers and um and 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 wheeled off into the BBC for a. Um, for a session with Farage, and and Farage said um, Farage wouldn't uh, wouldn't wouldn't rebuke this MEP man whose name was Coburn, and uh, so well, it's just a joke, and can't you take a joke? And I thought, well, when you when you confuse somebody's real name, Hamza Yusuf, with the name of a criminal, Abu Hamza, that's not is not a joke. It's a it, it it's a racist comment. And 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 that that seems to me to be the very definition of racism. I, I didn't intend it is not an answer because you don't no. realize you're being racist because you've got so you're, you're so privileged that that you don't that you don't realize what you're doing. And and that is racism when you are not thinking about somebody else and when you are defining somebody else simply by racial characteristics rather than as an individual. He was doing that in the jungle. He was having an argument with some of the other contestants essentially saying what's wrong with dressing up like a mexican and people were saying i think there's a still i think there's a more nuance than there's other perspectives but the, the group was saying well it depends on how you want to reflect it if you're taking the michael out of them then that's a problem and then he said and then someone brought up well you know that's why they don't generally wear native american headdress because it's considered um it can be considered, it's especially in certain appropriation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and that's I why you don't do blackface. Exactly. And then you you can sort of see it was ticking over in his head a little bit. But there's this arrogance, and there's this. Um, I'm going to say it's someone who just thinks that they should be able to do whatever they want attitude, and and there was an element like, and I think there's also an element of ignorance of knowing what the issue is and where it comes from. I doubt very much he's got a clue as to why there's an issue over blackface. Yes. And I, 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 I would be more surprised if he knew. I'll put it that way. Well, there's so, a question on the blackface issue. I mean, should you have blackface in... Um, what, what's the thing where you're hitting sticks with uh, Morris dancing? God, that's tough. Because, 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 because a... some of that blackface is meant to represent... Uh, so the whole thing with that, I believe, I'm happy to be wrong on this, is... That's meant to have pagan origins. Yes, exactly. And and and, and you'll only and it'll be a reflection of that pagan origin. And then you get this sort of overlap between the two, yep. where essentially you've got a religion which is more. Well, then that, well, then that or, wouldn't be that wouldn't be blackface. It it would be face painting. Well, so, it, but, but it could equally cause offence. You see, and and, I, and, and then but then it depends on the context because the point of blackface is the fact that you're saying, or at least its origins were saying, we don't want a certain type of person on stage, and therefore we're going to put a white person up on on stage and mirror them instead. Whereas that within is, the Morris dance, the... I don't, I mean, yeah. again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's because it's got a pagan tradition, which is thousands of years old. 
that's not the context as to why it was designed like that. Yeah. Unless there's something else I'm missing. Yeah, you 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 see you see when 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 you come to the minstrel shows, uh, ah. I, I I I which is what you're referring to. You've got you've got the origins of that in America are clear, and uh, and and there we can make a we we can make a condemnation. However. When the minstrel show came to the UK, we didn't have that tradition. Um, and, and and so people blacking up on UK stages, particularly in the music hall, it was just people blacking up. So there's there's more nuance to that. So Al Johnson, who is the jazz singer and was considered at the time in the uh, Roaring Twenties in America to be one of the most prolific uh, cinema jazz singers of his age. Yes. If you read, he did blackface. Yes. If you read what, he also did. He was able to go into Harlem and he was able to, he was allowed into what was supposed to be own black clubs. Absolutely. And the argument that was put forward was that he was demanding that African American musicians and actors also be allowed on stage. Absolutely. And he was using his power to influence that, which and a lot of people. He succeeded in so many ways, he succeeded. Um, yes, yes, but... he did. I mean, you might you might say that was tokenism as well. Yes, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so, it, so it's it's a big it's a big issue. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and and I don't think Farage is up to debating that. I mean, Farage has spent twenty years learning how to do one, learning how to talk about one subject, and he does it very, very well. And that's Brexit. Uh, and any other subject, if you get him off off any other subject except possibly military history, he cannot he cannot talk, and he uh, and, and so he's coming across. I believe in Love Island. I, as I say, I, I'm, I'm not talking about this with any authority because I, I took one look at his bottom and I haven't switched the program on again. And uh, you've so gotten I, rid I, of your I, TV just to be on the safe side. <laughs> no, I, I, well, I anyway. But when it comes to ITV, I mean, you know, I, I don't seem to, I don't seem to go on to ITV anymore. I, having, having decided, there's no point in watching. Um, uh, what was it? Is it this morning with Philip Schofield? Yes. Uh, it's, it's Philip Schofield or Nigel Farage, and it bottoms in both places. And I, I, I just think, no, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Um, and and so now I'm left with BBC. But, but, and, but I, I think Tim, you, you know, you raise a very valid point about how he only had one thing. But but generally, people are most people are willing to listen. So most people are okay. I don't know something, but I'm willing to listen to the experts, or I'm willing to listen to somebody else's opinion. But Farage is not like that. And, and my biggest issue with Farage is I don't know if he's really like that or it's all a show because he knows he can make money out of it. He can he knows he can if he if he doubles down on stuff, he has his supporters love it. And I don't know if this is all just I, I know his history with the National Front and stuff like that. But I don't know if if he's still like that, if he's really if he really is racist or it's but, all but just it, a pretense. His history with the National Front is very interesting. There's the. The person who I think was his campaign manager uh, in Brighton or wherever he was, Eastleigh or something, wherever he was standing the last time he stood for a parliamentary election, uh, had a background, I believe, um, in the National Front or e e uh, English Defence League or whatever it was. You, you, you'll, you'll have to check it up. But um, uh, and my experience of UKIP was that the, uh, the, 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 the average UKIP member was, was definitely not racist. Um, they, most of them were disgruntled Tories, and but 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 that that bureaucratic level above the candidate. Mm. Uh, most of the, most of them had a rather questionable background that I that, that that I identified. Maybe I just met the wrong people, but I was alarmed, and 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 certainly when I stood up and 
and and and and tried to um and, and tried to call call them out. I was extremely worried about the possibility of getting a brick through my front window. Wow. And and I think had I not been, I would have delayed my 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 actions despite Holmes's encouragement, and I would have caused more damage. Um, but I I also had to go back and teach. Um, so I, I I was due to go back to Russia and I. And I had to give some some lectures, and um, and I was mindful of that as well. I, and all of this at the beginning of an election campaign. I remember reading about on Channel Four brought it up on him on Farage at school being caught going through a village late at night. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was a teenager yeah. singing Hitler Youth songs. Yes, and that was in a period where. So, like, I still managed to grow up in a period just where it would have been difficult to get access to that information, like. You know, what mm-hmm. book in your school library is going to have that type of information? What local library is going to have that information? To which you then go, none. So where did he get... It's not like... I mean, that's German It's not, it's not as like well. there was an internet. There wasn't. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, so how, like, how, even how in my you... day and age, that would have been difficult to get a hold of. Yeah. 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 So you then end up going, okay, so that's one thing. His comments on James O'Brien about languages. I really had a good think about this. I twigged. He's complaining about foreign languages. Well, there's Welsh, Scots, Gaelic. The Channel Islands have French. Gibraltar has Spanish. And yep. there's Cornish. And Manx. So when he, so when he's complaining about other languages, how the hell do we know that people weren't just all talk, like he was on a train full of Welsh people going off to a frigging match? Yes. And you're just going, you're such an ass, and it's such a narrow-minded view of Britain. They yeah. forget that actually, like, the multiculturalism stuff, we've got several we've nations got built into the UK. Yes. And yet, they say multiculturalism has failed. Yeah. He's just like, you're in another planet. And yet, I've never heard, I've never heard anyone on the news say just that one basic thing. Nonetheless, all the other stuff. The friggin' royal family's German. That never gets brought up. That never gets brought up. And, and Greek. And don't Greek. forget, don't yeah, forget yes, and God. Greek. And democracy's Greek. And our mathematics is Persian. And yeah. our top dish is Indian. I mean, what the... F- are they off, they're off their rocker. They really are. Like, But the media... I mean, this is part of the reason we maximize set this up. Yeah. So we could hear other p- perspectives. Maybe there's an element of an echo chamber. But also, just to bring some balance to the insanity what you're seeing on TV, because most of the people on there, and I hate to say it, are idiots. How can it, How is it that, you know, Max and I, who are professional, semi-professional, on YouTube, can figure this stuff out, but people on ITV either don't want, or Channel 4, or Sky, or the BBC, can't make these basic points. Well, this is like basic when stuff. You're on, when you're on television... You go through producer after producer after producer before you even get in front of a camera. By the time you're in front mm. of a camera, you're bored. <laughs> you're uh, being exhausted of all this stuff of being of going through all these junior producers uh, who don't know what they're talking about anyway. They're not interested in the subject. They're interested in their next career gig, and mm. um, you, you know. And, and so the dominance of things like this morning. Uh, the dominance of these magazine shows is, I think, killing TV as much as the dominance of reality TV. These two, these two formulae are, are, are incredibly destructive. So for television and reality TV, they're both incidentally cheap, and yes. and, and, and that is that is what some um, and and that doesn't that doesn't get us on YouTube. In YouTube, 
you know, we're a one-man band, uh, almost. And in my case, I really am a one-man band. And and sometimes you just think, oh, I've got to churn this stuff out. And and and, and it can take a long time, but you, you, you want to be authentic. You want to be correct as much as possible. And you want the comments to come in and you want people to 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 question you. And in, in my case, I particularly want people to to disagree with me because I think that's the way we learn. Um and, and and so I reach out as much as I possibly can to people who I know don't share my views. And and, and there's plenty of people on the comments who just who assume I belong in one particular tribe and not in another tribe. And I think, well, actually I don't belong in any tribe any, at the at the moment. And and I don't think I belonged in a tribe for a very long time. Uh, certainly not since Brexit. No. And I think well, even before there's... then, I don't think I did. Um, I think, I, I, I think I, you're I, in the I, roast I, tribe. Hmm? I think you're on the roast tribe. <laughs> you're very kind. You're very kind. And well, you're I, in the lava lamp it. tribe. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The lava lamp. All, all hail the lava lamp. You're not with you, have you? Um, <laughs> because you're 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 the um, roast bre uh, breakfast roast on tour. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Tony Blackburn show, um, but but with more laugh. And um, <laughs> but we have two teachers here, don't we? We do. We, we do. do. Oh no, actually, Max, weren't you a teacher? Well, as well? Did you, so Max? So. Did you ever have to suffer Ofsted? No, I did not. I never no. had that pleasure. I, I, I've managed to avoid it most of the time because I, because I, I, can, can, I, can you, I, can you explain what Ofsted is to maybe somebody who's not from the uh, UK? Alex, uh, Alex, you've had more Ofsted than me. Come on. <laughs> um, so there's, there's two ways of looking at it. One is you can say that the government have created an inspection group for schools to come in and analyze and analyze what's going on in the school, and they'll talk to teachers, they'll talk to students, they'll talk to admin staff, they'll talk to the head. And they'll go around into classrooms and grade and go, oh, have you got a lesson plan? And have you organized yourself? And are your students happy? And are you doing everything you can? Then they'll check out the facilities as well and go, that looks very nice. And the fire door works. And this looks like a nice thing that's inspiring children and et cetera. The alternate view, which is probably more from the teachers, is that it's a frigging waste of time that essentially they turn up for about a week. They give you, I think, it was in my day anyway, I think a week to two weeks notice. So all that would happen is the teachers would be coasting. They find out the Halstead's turning up. They then make sure everything's ready to go. All, all the paperwork's done. Everyone's stressed out for two weeks. Halstead turn up. They have a wander around and look and check everything out. Mark and disappear. Stress disappears and then everyone just ignores everything they've done in terms of the paperwork. It's like a safety inspection. Just carry on as usual. There's oh, a lot but... of safeguard. There's a lot of safeguarding. Um, yeah. Uh, pa pa paper, pa paper checking. A lot of box ticking. Um, in my experience, I, I, I think I've only done it twice. Maybe three times. I can't remember. But, but the two times I've done it have been more recently, and they were horrific. And uh, the the school realised it hadn't. In both cases, it hadn't had an inspection for a while, so it was gearing up, and it employed staff to get itself through. And, um, wow. and and there was a complete sort of game change. And I think I think in in one of the cases, I was part of the staff that was employed to to push the thing through. Um, but there was a, there was a um, uh, it, it became incredibly oppressive with an obsession with bureaucracy. Uh, and what I found is where there was bullying, uh, it, it intensified. 
and 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 there's a there's an idea that bullying is all about an individual who's out of control um my experience having having witnessed bullying in the uk and in russia because in russia i was teaching uh teachers how to teach and uh, and very rarely did i get an opportunity to do my real subject which is theology um and just before just before putin did all his stuff i got back to the chair of theology which was lovely and i was i, I was all i was all set for conferences and all these other things um but but no uh, i'm back in the uk and um but but the uh the um the, the the teaching was fascinating and i went around schools and i observed and i uh, and and um and, and i set up systems which would get a school through a british ofsted inspection um and i thought you know those systems are good the problem is when you're trying to set them up at the last minute uh it, it seems to give a license to people who who want to throw their authority around and if there is this germ of bullying in the school you see it in the playground you see it in the staff room and it becomes oppressive and uh, and, and you suddenly think uh, so if, if you're teaching a sort of a subject which isn't considered STEM, which of course is me all the way through, so religious studies or or, or English um, or some, something sort of whimsy and arty, you just think, well, you're a lightweight. And, and, and particularly with religious studies or PHSE or whatever it's sometimes called, uh, nobody takes it seriously. And, mm. and in fact, that's one of the subjects which, if we get it right, is should be one of the core subjects in a school because that can change society. And it used to be the only subject which was legally required in a school um, and, and, until the Baker stuff came in and we, and we started to have a national curriculum. The only subject which was legally required, which is why an act of worship is, 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 is required in each school, I think every week or, 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 whatever, or whatever it is. But, but originally it was, you had to teach religion in every school and, uh, and and I would love to see proper uh, religious education done, so that students would come out of a school with a knowledge of the diversity of culture that we that, that we have in our country. But but the problem is the the textbooks are appalling, and the teaching is often done from the point of view of of a of a teacher's own faith. Mm. So I so oh, I've seen I, I've seen schools teaching uh, teaching Judaism as an aspect of Christianity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is the old testament um and and, you think, and 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 i've i've seen people doing things in terms of of main religions where oh yes hanukkah is a type of christmas and you just think this is this wow is, so is actually hanukkah this week yes, by the way is. yes indeed yeah. absolutely absolutely no we we we're all we're all terribly excited and and, and there's a uh, there's a um, there's a place just outside London where there was a dispute about whether the menorah could be could be um, uh, lit in the in in, in the um, outside the council offices and uh, and finally the the council relented and said yes but pe pe people were worried um, wow. you know and it's just, it's it's just wrong when when we recognise Christmas tree is there to celebrate Christmas Hanukkah the menorah is there to celebrate Hanukkah. Um, it's 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 an important celebration of cultural identity mm. and, and and to be able to share that with other cultures i think is 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 a great positive and to be able to oh, yeah. recognize it for 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 what it is uh, and, and 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 then you've got these silly people who say oh well the christmas tree is just pagan well, the christmas tree goes back to saint boniface um in the 6th or 7th century and um and, and, and the menorah goes back way beyond that time to the to, to, to the first century BC or second century BC, 
Um, and oh, BC, I shouldn't even say that now, should I? I'm not allowed to say that. Um, BCE. BC, BCE. But, before COVID. But, 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 <laughs> yeah, before, but, 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 the point is BC and AD, I, I'm very reluctant to embrace the BCE and, uh, and CE because our, our, our society and our, and, and our language is defined by the Christian traditions that we've inherited. Mm. So even, even if we, even if we were to sort of um, say, "Oh, I'm 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 being very atheistic," you walk down your street. Your street is defined by roads which are named after saints, by uh, church steeples, and so on. And we we can't get away from the culture from the cultural baggage of religion. And and I think so, it's, it's interesting because the surveys came out the statistics. It was quite interesting to see that quite a lot of the far right went a bit mad over it. But forty percent said that they were. So Forty percent of the UK population said they were atheist. But I've always felt it's actually more than that because it doesn't make any difference when 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 the first day of the week is 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 defined as um, Sunday. Actually, no, that doesn't work in this case, does it? It would work if I were in Greek in Greece. Um... Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking in the wrong language there. Sorry, but, sorry, but, sorry, but um... I'm I'm an atheist, but I. I understand the the the, the value the cultural value of religion and and here in Italy you just look around. Oh, the... Lord's Day, Lord's Day, yep, Lord's Day, it's Italian. There you are. There you got, yes. got one language, Domingo. Um, but uh, but but uh, so so for, Domin no, it's Domino. Goodbye. I say goodbye to you. Yes. So that's a Christian greeting, isn't it? God yeah. be with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bless God you when you, you sneeze. And much of us, and much of our swearing is entirely religious. <laughs> Pretty much. But then a lot of it's further also... south in Europe. You go, the stronger it becomes, the more religious yeah, it becomes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then there's also Norse, Woden Wednesday, yes, Tor Thursday. And we're not. Well, I don't think we know what Friday. No, is it Tuesday yeah. or Friday? We don't. Freierstag. Freier is 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 Friday. Is that to do with fish? What? Is that to do with fish Friday? No, no. No, it's no. It's to do with Freya, the goddess of um of 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 life. I think she 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 guarded the the go the apples of of um of um immortality. Oh wow! Didn't know that. I'm sure somebody in the comments is going to correct me there. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, no, not not when, you, when, but when it comes when it comes to Norse mythology, once I've got beyond Ganuga Gap, I'm a bit lost. But I I do I do like the idea that you know there was a cow. That, that that licked out the form of um I, I think I think the father of Odin or something. Oh really? Yes, yes, it was extraordinary. Well, um well on that Christmas scene no, because we're this is the penultimate episode before our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Um, bye bye. Are we finished? Oh my goodness. Bye bye. Bye bye. Happy happy Christmas. <laughs>and they do have the nicest club in London. I rather enjoy sitting underneath a big picture of uh, of Jeremy Thorpe and thinking, hmm. Um. <laughs>